I am approaching my 15th or 16th podcast at my job at Maya, and um, the way I feel about them has, has changed a lot. I know many of my initial ones, I was really scared and nervous to be interviewing these people. Um, I was interviewing a lot of founders of companies and VPs at no, these were fairly small companies. They were, you know, less than 30 people in most cases. And um, even still, it was nerve wracking to be engaging with these people and interviewing them on a podcast and hosting them on the show. Um, but now what's been really cool is I'm getting the opportunity to um, interview people that are more well known in the recruiting industry. So people like Rob and Jason Nathan, um, you know, I mean, it'd be great to get Josh Burson on the show at some point, but I don't, I don't know if he'll come on. Um, but people from Shaker Recruitment Marketing and all sorts of people that are well known in the industry and have really interesting things to say are uh, slowly trickling into my podcast guest list, and it's pretty awesome to see that. And it's also really awesome to see that I have been working with that fear of the unknown, of grappling, figuring out what to talk to these people about and, you know, worrying about whether or not I'm going to present myself in the right way to these people. And um, each time the conversations have gone really well. And um, yeah, it's just been an overwhelmingly positive experience for me podcasting. Um, But one of the biggest lessons I think so far from it is that um, it does take a lot of time. Um, editing these podcasts is a, is a time-intensive procedure. Um, I have been iterating on how to best edit these in a time-efficient manner. And, you know, it started with me giving it to my marketing agency to edit and um, it just took them too long. It, they would spend about five hours on an episode, and then I, I actually had to go back and um, rework some of the episodes because they, they missed a few things here and there, which, of course, you know, they, they didn't record these episodes, and they're not they're just not going to listen to them as carefully as I would. And also the, the pressure for me to reduce the time they were spending on editing them was pretty immense. So I just didn't create a great situation for them to um, edit. And the other thing I realized is that um, by not editing them, I wasn't going to get the benefits of listening to myself develop as a podcast host. And um, so I started editing them essentially myself. And that that was a big learning for me is I, I got to like listen to my own bad habits um, and improve on them and work on them. And um, that's really important. So... I think you should always edit your own podcast, at least in the beginning. And finally, the the third lesson that I've learned so far has been around um, creating promotional plans for the podcast. So it's great to create the content, but you also have to have a promo plan and package uh, and a very clear clear promo plan and package for um, reformatting the content. And uh, that, that's been a, a challenge as well. But what I've found works well, at least I haven't found that it works yet, but what I've tried this week is using this service called Rev that transcribes your entire podcast and turns it into a .srt file, which is a timed subtitles file. Um, 
And now I've given that to my agency to go and make a video, uh, a 30 minute video, uh, along with some design specs of the podcast. And they'll be able to chop that video up into, you know, smaller constituent one minute clips for various social media and 30 second clips for other social media and things like that. Um, so that's definitely part of it is, you know, turning it into different media formats and another part that I think is really important is building out a website on your your actual web domain for your podcast to live on. Because if you are, uh, you know, sending out emails, uh, promoting your podcast and things like that, you don't necessarily want to direct someone to Spotify. Like they may not have Spotify on their phone. You don't want to direct them to Anchor. They may not have Anchor on their phone or your favorite podcasting app uh, bias, whatever your bias is for podcasts. Um so most times you, you want to del- take them back to your site because you want to capture that site traffic and you want to build that site traffic. And um, if they're on your site, you can present them with more you know opportunities to convert and engage and continue down their journey with your company. Um, so it's really important to build a podcasting page on your website. Um, as for the specific design of that page, uh, you know I think some iteration needs to be de- done there on my part. There's some mistakes I need to make and some learnings that still need to happen in that area. But... You know, we do. We are getting a podcast page up on uh, Maya.com, which is uh, really important, in my opinion. Um, finally, the uh, the last thing that you really want to coordinate after you've completed your podcasts is um, with your guests and their marketing teams. So I've established relationships with the marketing teams at all of my guests' companies, and you know, we're we're doing some interesting things there, like we're we're trading backlinks and getting some guest posting going and it's great to get some more contributors to the Maya blog because uh shouldering that workload of uh a target goal of four articles a week uh, in addition to all the res- other responsibilities and goals I have is uh it's it's a difficult and cha- it's a challenging burden to bear and um, I, I could definitely use all the help uh, I can get in that area um so yeah overall uh podcasting has been a plus all around. Um, so if you're listening to this, you're a marketer early in your career at a startup and you're hesitating to start a podcast, you should totally do it. Um, it's It's been a win. Um, you know, people at the company have responded very positively. People think it's awesome. Um, you know, customers think it's awesome when, when your sales reps invite them to be on the show, develops their relationship with the account executive and rep. Um, and, you know, the market thinks it's really cool too. And other companies think you're innovative for doing a podcast and uh, they want to partner with you and come on your show. And it's, it's honestly, it's really not that challenging um, to do a podcast. So if you're, <laughs> you're hesitating, the biggest challenge of doing a podcast is getting over the fear of doing a podcast because not everyone's doing a podcast yet. And after that, it's mostly smooth sailing from there. So I'll see you guys next time and thanks for listening.